For years now, I've wanted a place to dry clothes on a clothesline, and I can finally do it. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of August 23rd, 2012. We're talking today about making a clothesline work for you. It's definitely the right decision for us. We are just as delighted as we can be with the clothesline that we use here right outside the barn. It, of course, saves energy uh, for us because we didn't have a lot of uh, cost for heat pump and that sort of thing. It was about 25% of our electric bill. Yeah, it's been it's been good to do that. And, of course, if you've had a dryer for any length of time, chances are you've had to have the dryer repairman come out. Well, the, the nice thing about a clothesline is it never breaks down. We have not once had the clothesline repairman out here. And it's quiet. It In is. In fact, it's kind it's of just nice. just delightful. It's kind of nice hearing the birds sing when you're out there hanging your clothes out, too. Yeah. And now we will get to this in a moment, that the clothes feel different when they have been um, dried on the clothesline. We like that. I, at least I do. Do you Do you? I prefer pretty much, the, there are a couple of items that like uh, a fleece throw and that kind of thing that I'm going to stick in the dryer and that I prefer that feeling. Because it makes them hard. The right. clothesline makes them hard. Something, yeah, okay. like that. But for me, most of it, even including my towels, it's fine. I really like it. I understand that most of our guests don't, and so I take any towels that we use up in our lodge or for the guests, as well as towels that I use at the lake from our lake place that we share with others who prefer that feeling, and I put those in the dryer. But I, most people actually prefer women who have a lot of delicate clothes would prefer to hang theirs outside, and I have certainly enjoyed having that. Also, sheets. Sheets dry so much better on the line. Absolutely. They and, sure do. And they feel just as soft. I mean, it depends on what kind of sheet you have. But, you know, 100% cotton sheets, they're great right on the line. I actually can tell the difference, and I prefer the way our sheets feel after they have been dried on the line. Well, certain types of cotton ones, I think you're right. And what it reminds me of is your mother used to dry yeah. some of the sheets for the yeah. lake place out on the line or up in the attic and the you know, in the hot attic. And I did. I always liked the way those sheets felt better than any of the others. I agree with you. So let's talk a little bit about wh what we've learned after using our clothesline. And I honestly, I did not go back and figure it out. I'll figure out and put it on the show notes page how long we've been using our clothesline. But it seems to me we've been using it for at least a year and a half now, maybe yeah. two years. We didn't have it when we first moved out here. That's and it right. it took a while to, well, to kind of clear out the back, you know, and figure out exactly where we wanted it um, and um, get, then we did, we'll talk about this later, but we, we put up some pretty stout poles to support it, posts and rather. We will also talk about, we are, we have already talked about the fact that we put up the clothesline and we started using our drip irrigation at about the same time. So it should be easy for me to figure out when that was. And I'll yeah, do that and uh, report to you on the show notes page. And, and one practice that we have agreed on is we don't leave our clothespins out on the line. We always bring them in. Weathering of them makes them, um, well, as it does any part of the clothesline, it can get 
them. They get mildew. Uh, mildew. They get splinters. Yeah, and th- they tear up faster, and they'll actually soil your clothing. So I bring them in, and I have nice, clean clothespins. And, and a lot I of also, people see that differently. A lot of people leave their clothespins out on the line, and then when they wear out, they just buy new ones. And I, I can't criticize people say, for doing that. I can't that. criticize them for that either. And but we, um, for whatever reason, we've just decided that it works a little better for us to go ahead and bring them in each time. Yeah, and, and our line, clotheslines, we have four of them. Uh, parallel to each other they are plastic coated so what i have to do is wipe them down after even after if it's only been a day it's really funny how i guess dust in the air um gets on them but i wipe them down with a cloth that i keep for that purpose before any clothes are hung on there on a given day and it makes sense just to wipe them off and then i know and i can put a white towel up there in it or a white sheet and it's not going to get it dirty we can go through several loads of clothes, that is, several clothesline loads of clothes in one good drying day in the summer. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, um, really, how fast the sun and... Because we have, you know, the sun is hotter. I don't, it's probably not drier, but it is definitely hotter, and it just dries better in on the a, summertime. And on a dry day, too, on a less humid day. Right. Um, in fact, I hung some clothes out last, one day earlier... And it was really humid, and I didn't think they were ever going to get dry. Finally, I had to hang them in our, I call it the laundry room, but there's a little part of our uh, storage area that does stay nice and dry and warm. And I can hang it in there, and it'll dry pretty fast. And in the summertime, the clothesline dries just about as fast as the dryer does. Oh, abs- sheets faster. Maybe a little faster. Yeah, That's right. pillowcases, something like that. One thing that we should mention is we have a, on our back porch, we like to sit out there and look out and um, our, our deck. And we have a um, railing, like most people do for their decks. And we put the clothesline so that when we're seated, the clothesline is at the same, it's like behind that railing. So the clothesline's not blocking our view at all. And, you know, it's the cording is blue. You'd see it really well. But it's because, because though, we put it there to not impede the view, it's actually a little lower then I would build it if I could just start from scratch. And I agree. If you were going to set your clothesline the right place, ideally the line ought to fall a little bit above the top of the head of the person who's going to be using it the most. Yeah. And ours, you know, there are some portions of it that come in at that level, but the good bit of it comes in below that. And it is, you know, sometimes you have sheets that, are getting a little cl- too close to the ground. They're a little too close to Adi's jumping range. Yeah, that's and- one thing I was going to say is that if you have a dog, uh, that is that's a consideration because we what I do is I hang everything over like two or three lines, a sheet or something, just so it's below the level of Adi. He's he's gotten so he doesn't try to get up and get the laundry. But if he just happens to walk under it, you don't want your sheets hurt hitting your dog's bodies, especially if it's dirty the way our dog usually is. So um, that's one thing to consider, too, if you have animals. And not everybody is going to have to put their clothesline in a view, you know, in line of view. We did because of our terrain. We've mentioned several times on our podcast that our land isn't very level. That's why you can have part of the clothesline that's at one height right. off the ground and part that's not. But we had to find a really nice level spot that was also convenient to our, where we have our washing machine. Yeah, and I think got, we have it. And, and we're going to talk some about this um, a little further along, but you've got this tight balancing act you do in placing your clothesline. 
You want it to be where you get the most sun you can. Clearly, and I have used clotheslines that are shaded for a good part of the day, and they're a real pain. They just don't work well, yeah. But you also want a clothesline that is convenient to the place where you're washing and the place where you want the clothes to end up. Yeah. And for us, I, I think we've got a good compromise. Oh, I, so, I think so, too. Um, with ours. But, you know, you you do end up with a balancing act on that. Well, yeah. I started making the point about how many clothes you can, how many loads you can do in the summer. And I need to finish it and say in the winter, you can't. In the winter, we're lucky to, on a good drying day to get anything more than one load up and dried and, and folded. Yeah, you need to get it up first thing when you first get that's sun right. on that line. And as a matter of fact, that's another thing that changes is the the sun coming from more from a slant in the wintertime, you don't have as many hours of sunlight on your, on your at least we and don't. And it's not as got, intense. Yeah. And um, as a result, drying clothes in the wintertime, even here in central Alabama where we have a lot of sunshine <laughs> in the wintertime, <laughs> is considerably more challenging than drying clothes in the summertime. There's no question about mm -hmm. it. But let's talk about what to do when you're building the clothesline. Um, you've talked about, well, well, I asked you when we were first putting those posts up that are hefty, why do we need, you know, I, my mother's clothesline when I was growing up as a little girl in Montgomery, Alabama, um, was just, so they were just some metal, kind of thin metal poles. Yeah. And you, we have these huge wooden um beams out there. Really. And we could have used metal posts. Um, I opted to go ahead and over-engineer it because I knew I wanted this clothesline to be there until we were dead. <laughs> they and be. we opted to use treated six-by-six six posts as our um, vertical support. And then we used laminated two-by-four beams as the lateral arms. And I have confidence that that will stay there now as long as we are here. You could get by on less, but, you know, they say that a, a good builder builds things strong and a great builder builds things just strong enough. Yeah. I, I'm not great. I'm, so, I'm hoping to be good. So, so because you're good, you built it just strong enough. No, because I am good, oh, I built over strong. Yeah, over strong. Okay. Stronger than we really needed. I, I, well, I think you're a great builder, but that's a whole other thing we can talk about. Another thing that uh, I had to be focused on because you laid down the law early on is making sure we have healthy turf underneath the clothesline. And that's really meant a lot because when you go out there, especially after either early in the morning after there's dew on the ground or when there's been a rain, you really don't want to be walking through a mud hole. And, I mean, I, I try to be coordinated, but every now and then I drop, I frequently drop clothespins on the ground. And sometimes I drop. Every now and then we drop clothes yeah. on the ground. And just on that grass, we've got this nice thick carpet of centipede. It's just not a problem. Yeah. Um, you know, one th we should talk a little bit about um, what may happen for some people who live in a neighborhood or a, a development where there are covenant restrictions on what they can put up, including uh, restrictions against, you know, pro prohibitions of clotheslines. And we tend to forget that some of our neighbors struggle with this, but you're absolutely right. Some of the neighborhoods that are more desirable, frankly, to a lot of people we know also come with these, in some cases very sensible and in some cases kind of silly 
restrictions about what you can and cannot do. And one of them is often they will say you cannot dry clothes on the line if it's visible from the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's true that you might, uh, in some neighborhoods, maybe if it's not visible from the street, you might have a nice little sunny location where you can put it. But um, but we we were joking earlier about, well, what do you do if you live in a neighborhood like that? Well, I would advise you to attend the meeting of or become a leader in your neighborhood association and tell them what a foolish rule that is. Because, um, you know, what we've been preaching all along here is that the heyday of cheap fossil fuel is just about to be over and pretty soon lots of people are going to want to be hanging their clothes out to dry. And if you are unsuccessful, chin up because it won't take long before everyone is going to see the folly of a restriction on clotheslines. Uh, pretty soon now, everyone will be clo- drying clothes on the line again, just like we are. And anyone who says, oh, that's uh, pro- prohibited by the covenant will just get giggled at. You know, it's yeah. just people aren't going to continue putting up with that. Once the tide turns, and the tide is already turning, more and more of our friends are discovering the the virtues of clotheslines and they come to us and ask us about how we're doing it and they they're always interested when they come here to see how our clotheslines are designed and so forth so so yeah it'll it's it, you know just try to stay strong and you know try to influence those around you that it's really a good idea and it's really your business if you want to dry clothes in your yard anyway I thought we might finish up today just by talking a little bit about this rhythm of the clothesline that we have learned over the time we've used ours. Um, and it is a distinct rhythm that yeah. that you learn after a while. And I, I suppose the most important part of it is staying alert to good drying days. That's, that involves watching the forecast, of course. And I know that those are not all, always reliable. Um but just being aware that you might have uh, a couple of days in a row or three or four days in a row in the wintertime when you're not going to be able to dry outside. Um, and and you- one, of my, one of the things I bring to the table, I think, is that I do watch the extended forecast. Uh, you do. Yes, I can and always I'm, depend on you to know what it is. And I'm pretty good about telling you, oh, this is our last good drying day for a while. Yeah. And that's our our sign that, okay, we need to use, we need to make the best of it today. Yeah. Well, like today, I'd washed a lot of clothes and linens um, because I knew we had good weather. And sure enough, it's been great and a nice little breeze and not even, it was pretty, pretty pleasant even to be out there hanging up clothes. So it's been good. And um, one thing you and I should probably dialogue about because you wanted to say, if it's not a good drying day, don't wash. Well, I've got a counterpart to that. And this is even if you don't want to give up and put things in the dryer. I came home with a couple of white items, skirt and a pair of slacks that had gotten something on them. And I put OxyClean on it. And, of course, that you're supposed to wash it off. And then I end up getting the whole garment wet. Well, I need to wash it. Okay. I can't and, wait. And we've got rain in the forecast. weather was lousy. So I just, it, it wasn't a lot of clothing, but I put it in my, most people have some sort of indoor area, surely, where you can put up a drying rack. And I just dried them inside on the drying rack, and they did fine. Um, Ooh, that's a good point. You know, even in the winter, when it's such a terrible burden sometimes to to dry clothes outside, 
we have been successful drying them on the rack here in the apartment yeah. oh, with yeah. the wood stove. Especially, yes, when, when that wood stove's going in here, and I mean, I don't do it when I've got company coming, but on just a regular day, I'll stick the drying rack in here, and I mean, it dries quickly with the wood stove going. I'll try to get a picture of that drying rack. We have a cool drying rack yeah. that will, it'll, it'll hold a fairly good bit of clothing. We have actually two different styles, yeah. so, um, you know, I can dry a good bit. And and as we've said, you know, sometimes there's some things you just have to put in the dryer and, you know, you go for it. But because I've so severely reduced what I do put in there, it's, and, and I've become much more accustomed to, um, in other words, default is hanging it on the clothesline. Yes. It's got to be and weird I bet, and special. I bet even dryer. with your qualification, you would allow me to say we are pretty good about knowing how we're going to dry clothes before we put them in the washing machine. Yes. We've sort of thought it through. Okay, we got, I'm going to be able to put these on the line. I'm going to have to put these on a rack. I'm going to have to put these in the dryer, whatever. We've sort of thought it through. And unless we know that we really need to do it right now, we're not going to put clothes wait. in the washing yeah. machine that we're going to have to put in the yeah. dryer. And I have some things that are sort of a hybrid, like rugs that would just wouldn't dry outside or wouldn't dry quickly enough. I put them in the dryer for a little while. They're still damp. I pull them out, put them on the line. They drive the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, same thing with, you know, I've done that sometimes with towels too to fluff them up. And you can do air fluff. There are all kinds of ways you can you can achieve the desired result without having to use all that energy. And that's the main thing. Something else that I think you and I do very naturally now, because we have to, is smell a rainstorm coming. You have a, we have a sense of, hmm, this feels like rain in the air. And hearing thunder off in the distance, you know, we try right. to pay attention to that. So when we've got clothes on the line, we are very sensitive to the possibility of a rainstorm and will react instantly. It, everybody knows that when we feel rain coming and we have clothes on the line, everything else drops. So right. we can get those clothes off the line because yeah. uh, you're absolutely dead in the water if you put your clothes out on the line and then they get wet in a rainstorm. I know. No that, fun. That's just, we, don't, we don't have that happen to us yeah. very Two often Two things that all. are not fun is taking damp clothes that, you know, you misjudged and you put it out there and you taking them off before they even dry um, and taking your clothes off the rack, uh, off the line after dark. That, this really, for some reason, that's a real downer. It's a downer. I well, it. It, I think the dew falls on it. They feel damp or something. After yeah, that. it just so, doesn't. It, yeah. it doesn't feel right. You don't like doing it. We don't like doing it, and I imagine you won't like doing it either. So we avoid that. We try to get those clothes off the line while it's still daylight. And and we have to finish by saying all of this is easier for those of us who are here where we live most of the day. If you have to leave your home and be gone all day, five days a week or six days a week, managing a clothesline is a whole lot more difficult. Yeah, just because if you're even if you just get up in the morning, put them on the on there and go to work, you better be sure that's a day that it's not going to rain. And there are days like that, but there are also plenty of days that I've been surprised. Starts out looking pretty. Yeah, I've been surprised by the weather change. And before you know it, you've got a quick little shower. I mean, it may not be a soaking rain, but a quick little shower is plenty to mess up a a load of clothes on the line. So um, if you're in that situation, uh, you do the best you can. Maybe you can only wash them on the weekends and dry them, but you have some options there. And we hope that our discussion of this has been useful and helpful. And we will look forward to visiting with you next week take care. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. 
You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.